Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi guys, live from our cryptid camper. I'm Tom here with my good friend Shay. And we'd like to thank you for joining us for season one, episode 17 of the Scare Your Pants Off, our American Road Trip podcast. Well, today we decided to stay in sunny Florida. So how are you doing today, Shay? Really, really good. I'm actually really excited to be doing an episode a little out of our norm. Um, it was uh, unplanned, but you know, I, I kind of like throwing something new into the mix and Robert the doll. So, I mean, what's not to love? It's going to be an awesome story. I agree. And um, yeah, I, I mean, we were talking guys last week and it was like, I had done some research about it and uh, we kind of decided that he deserved his own episode. There's just so much to it. It's just, there's, there's so much to talk about here. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite story, uh, paranormal haunting stories. Um, it really, it really creeps me out. So, um, yeah, today's episode is just going to be dedicated to solely Robert. Before we even start, I want to thank Robert for letting us do this show. Um, yep. you'll understand more as we go on why I'm doing that. Um, but thank you, Robert, for letting us do a show on you. Um, this is, we're doing it out of respect, not and, it's a tribute. Uh, yes, a tribute a admiration to Robert because it's such a great story. Um, so yeah. Should we get into it? I think we should, honestly, I'm, I'm super excited and I'm not going to lie. I actually, I actually have goosebumps. Nice. So, yeah, I, th a little bit. This is one of those ones too. Like when I'm reading some of the things, I get the um, back of my neck, the hair standing up. So it's uh, now this is great. This is a lot of fun. I wanted to have a, a, you know a deeper conversation with just me and Shay about this. So uh, you guys are in for a treat, and so are we, because this is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm going to get into. Um, it's sort of his origins and some of his history here first. Um, it's dense, but um, I think it's important. So here we go. All right, Robert the doll. The doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto. The doll was reportedly manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany and was purchased by Otto's grandfather while on a business trip to Germany in 1904 and was given to Robert as a birthday gift when he got back. So that's funny. Um, not to interrupt, but no, please. I I think I'm finding that Robert might possibly have more than one possible origin story because I've actually always heard that um, the the family actually had a maid who had a young daughter that was possibly obviously hearsay i don't know um possibly the Ill illegitimate child of robert eugene's father um and that that young girl actually gifted robert the doll um as almost a revenge for a way he may have upset her that's that's interesting because i haven't heard that exact version but I have heard a sort of a, a different version of it with the servant. She's of Bahamian descent from the Bahamas, having um, possibly having. I've heard about the illegitimate, you know, daughter. Uh, blah blah blah. I had heard that maybe she had give, um, you know, got Robert put some sort of voodoo hex on it and gave it because uh, the the uh, the mother, the servant, had given it. Um, because of something that went down with the father, but I hadn't heard that. So that's really interesting. 
that's um, that 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 the daughter, and that actually, I've heard little things. I don't have too much on it because it's everything I've done on research and in passing about um, that. There's people have claimed that they possibly have seen a little girl, like an apparition of a little girl near Robert. So that would tie in. And like I said, it's I've only seen like little blurbs about it, nothing. So I, I, I can't speak at length on it. But I had heard that by a few people that there was sort of this um, little and and they they claimed that she was mixed race or so of the ghost. So that would tie in. That's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. And yeah. who knows? Because like I said, it, it's 1904. So it's, there's a lot, you know, that it's over a hundred years ago. So a lot of information. So that's, that's uh really, really interesting. Um, so the door, the tall signature sailor suit that uh, if you look up and Google a picture of him, you'll probably see him in a, in a sailor suit was most likely an outfit of Robert Eugene. I'm going to refer to him from this point forward as just Gene, because that's what he went by. Um, yeah. It was probably an outfit of his as a child and as he after he outgrew it they put it onto robert which is kind of weird to me <laughs> just I, I don't know dressing a doll in, in real kids clothing and stuff yeah a little creep factor there um the boy quickly fell in love with rob uh quickly quickly fell in love with the doll he and decided to name it robert after himself again he was going by gene at this time and decided to name him Robert after his real first name. And by all accounts, he took Robert everywhere. It, Robert was always with him. And everything seemed normal. It just seemed like a little boy with his, you know, doll. Now, just out there, guys, just a little bit about the doll, too, is this doll's, I, I, I've seen different accounts, but between three and four feet tall, right? Isn't that? I've seen about 40 inches. And, um... So, like I said, I was in my research, it supposedly came from the Steiff Company out of Germany, but it wasn't even a doll that they actually manufactured, like in, in mass. It was a doll that they used in window displays, supposedly. And that's why it was a bit taller than most dolls at four feet or whatever, um, which is pretty big. You gotta think. I mean, I was like four, eight until I was about. Uh, 14 years old so i would have only at 14 i would have only been eight inches taller than the doll so yeah it's a pretty big one but uh anyway like i said everything seemed seemed normal just seemed like a little boy playing with his toys that is until one night when gene awoke to find robert sitting at the edge of his bed just, just staring at him so he's obviously creeped out um and then uh, moments later, his mother was awoken by screams for help and the sounds of uh, furniture being overturned, things smashing, just uh, just it sounded like chaos in the bedroom. So she ran to see what the what the commotion was all about, and she couldn't get in. The door was locked. So, you know, she's panicking, yelling, you know, Gene, let me in, let me in. And, uh, you know, Gene's just screaming and uh, crying. Finally, she's able to get the get the door open. And when she uh, enters the room, the furniture is just everywhere, just turned over everything. It's just in shambles. And poor Gene is curled up in the fetal position on his bed. Um, just, you know terrified and robert's just sitting on the bed at the edge of the bed just staring at him just leering at gene and the only words that gene could get out when his mother's you know trying to attend to him and be like hey what's wrong is that robert did it robert did it and uh which would become that this becomes a refrain throughout the rest of his life um and uh yeah that's all he could say so the mother, you know, finally is able to get him to calm down and get back to bed and everything. But the whole time she's thinking, she's just like, well, clearly the doll didn't really do it. But how did all this furniture get turned over? Gene's only like 10 years old. This furniture, I mean, this is the 1900. Everything's real wood. It's not the 
what like particle board like we have this stuff was made well how how is he able to do it he's a 10 year old boy there's just there just wasn't a way but i don't know she ends up just kind of putting it out of her mind after after a while and uh yeah time would go on um so and from that point the weirdness began to just escalate Jean's parents would often hear Jean talking to the doll in the and uh which isn't abnormal a boy talking but the then they would hear the doll answer back in a deep completely different voice it was so deep that they they couldn't understand how Robert or how Jean could make this voice because you know he's a 10 11 year old boy still high pitched hasn't gone through puberty anything like this and this sounds like a, it's like a deep guttural voice um they then they then they also reported seeing the expression on robert's face change uh which again is a weird um and they or they would hear unnatural giggling um coming from the bedroom footsteps running up and down the stairs but you know gene's not around or gene's up in his room playing or out in the yard playing but they're hearing somebody some, like uh, footsteps running up and down the stairs um or you know footsteps going from room to room at like unnaturally fast uh speeds um just weird things just kept happening um so you know and Jean began, as Jean began to grow, uh, Robert would continue to live with Jean throughout his life with a few periods of not being together. Because as Jean's getting older, he starts becoming interested in obviously girls and, um, you know, school. And uh, it, it, it turns out he's actually a pretty good artist and decides that he wants to make a go of this art thing. So he moves to Paris to study art and um, and work there, obviously. Um, and he would meet his wife Anne in Paris while studying art. And they they lived and worked. And Robert was still in Key West at this time um, for a few years um, until the death of Jean's parents. After the death of Jean's parents, uh, Jean and Anne decided to move back to his childhood home in Key West. It was a nice home, whatever. It was bequeathed to him in the will. So they decided to move back. And at this point, he had kind of established himself as a as a fairly decent artist. So he figured move back to Key West and you know start do the do the whole art thing there. So that's what they do. And when they get back, you know, he's going through all the things, goes through the attic and everything, and he sees Robert. And he's, you know, all those memories flood back to him that, you know, because it, it had been, this had been probably the longest they had been apart. And at this point, he decides, you know what, Robert needs his own room. So he takes Robert out of the attic where he had been in storage while he was in Paris and uh, gives him his own room upstairs that, overlooks the street and there was a rocking chair in there and that's he would put robert there and that sort of became robert's like de facto bedroom when he wouldn't be in the attic was this room uh upstairs that overlooked the street now and and his wife always kind of felt uneasy about robert and understandably he's a grown man now at this point and now he's giving a doll his own bedroom. Yeah, those are red flags. Everybody, ladies, that's a red flag. Yeah. Go the other way. That's not okay. Yeah. Sorry, Robert. Thank I do apologize, but it's that is that is a red flag. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm glad to have the woman's perspective because I thought that was super strange. I just like super. It's uh, so you know she she felt uneasy with Robert. But she couldn't put her finger on why, aside from that he's a grown man with a doll. Um, but 
she began to hear just like weird things again and you know the rock and cheer she would sound like somebody was rocking in the rock and chair when she was downstairs or you know little footsteps and so you know now her unease is building obviously because just weird little things nothing nothing malevolent nothing you know in that sense but just weird stuff so and she began to just kind of plead with gene to just put him back in the attic but just lock him back in the attic you know she's just uncomfortable and gene didn't want, want to but eventually would concede because it was just you know it became an ongoing thing in the house and was causing tension between the two so he would he move him in there and uh everything seemed normal for a couple days but then uh strange things started to happen again Gene and Anne and visitors to the house would even claim this, that they began to hear, you know, strange sounds coming from the attic, footsteps, the sound of somebody pacing back and forth, you know, devilish giggling, just, uh, just weird, weird sounds coming out of the attic. So, um, but Anne, yeah, although creeped out was just, Okay, he's in the attic. He's out of sight, out of mind. So she would try to put it out of her mind and not think about it. Uh, but soon after, the neighborhood children began to uh, began to see Robert watch them from an upstairs bedroom as they walked to school. Robert would appear in the window and making a face or just staring at them like, just, you know, almost mockingly. And then he would appear in another window and then another window and just, you know, different windows. And um, and they said it was at like a very unnatural speed, like no person could even get from window to window that quick. Never mind a little doll. Um, yeah. And again, the kids said that it was almost like he was mocking them um, after after you know a few days of this the kids you know pretty freaked out started walking a different way to school you know they would actually go like a quarter mile out of the way just to walk a different way to school to avoid robert and eventually would tell their parents because the parents were wondering why they're walking a different way to school and they would tell their parents and then one of the parents or some of the parents decided to talk to gene about it and gene didn't believe it he was like nope no way he is locked in the attic impossible he's been in the attic now for a while it, it there's no way but he goes to investigate anyway and as he goes upstairs and goes into the bedroom with the rocking chair overlooking the street to his dismay there's robert sitting in the chair just looking out the window so he would take robert put him up to the attic and this would repeat itself a few more times. He would, you know, lock Robert up in the attic and then um, he would find Robert back in the bedroom in the rocking chair. So um, eventually, I, it's been disputed. Eventually, um, I've heard some, or I've heard some accounts that he would basically stay in the attic until you know um gene's death where i've heard others that actually after a while they just said screw it and he'll stay in the in the uh upstairs bedroom they just kind of shut the door and let him deal yeah, oh, I yeah. If you had anything on that or no no no, oh, no okay. it's, well, so I, I i don't know i feel like i feel like there's so many weird things about that like i just Sorry. I caught on to some information, so it actually distracted me for a few minutes. So I apologize. Um, oh, okay. But no, I, I find I find it. I find a lot of things kind of crazy about it. I find the fact that. Um, not even just in, in the night early 1900s, but even now people are people are so easy to say, well, I don't know how this could have possibly happened. I can't think of any logical anything, but then something with maybe a less than normal logic is completely dismissed. It's nope, can't possibly be though, can't possibly be this. 
but then can you imagine the power it has to give it has to have given whatever was in Robert Robert to give it its own room you're giving it its own space you're giving it you're treating it like a living breathing human person and it's and it's just crazy to me to even think about giving something that much power and then being completely awestruck when when it does something that's a great point that's a really great point yeah that i mean <laughs> that's you know it was like i hadn't really thought of it that way but that that is a great point you were given it in a room and then you then you're just like i don't know <laughs> it's yeah yeah I, that's um yeah there's a lot there's a lot of strangeness to this story so um again it was you know it's been disputed whether he was in the attic until gene's death or in that room i've heard both but um gene would die in 1974 and uh soon after his wife and moved to massachusetts with her sister because gene had removed Anne from his will and he did this in retaliation because Anne's mother his mother-in-law had removed him from her will which some accounts were the reasoning was the whole robert stuff was why she did it and there i mean who knows it was 1904 but that was you know that is some of the rumors that it dealt with robert and that's why but he did that in retaliation which is just really shitty that's just really that's his life yeah of 50 years or whatever and he takes her out that's that's just crappy and it sounds like she put up with a with a, a lot. lot it's a lot i mean more than Most. more than i feel like your average woman is gonna put up with so I, yeah, it, that's just cold, but I agree. And um, so after she uh, Anne moved, uh, the Myrtle uh, uh, Myrtle Rooter bought and moved into the house, um, what's now called the Artist House. And when she moved in, Robert was with the house. And when she moved in and was, you know, unpacking stuff, she came across Robert. At this point, Robert had been in the attic after the, that. And she came across Robert and um, was a little creeped out by him. Again, it's a four foot doll and everything like that. And uh, but also thought it was kind of cute. So she took him downstairs and uh Actually, she put him in that room again, you know, not knowing the history of Robert, but she took him down and put him in there. And by all accounts, had a very, very tenuous relationship with Robert, was uncomfortable by him, but had, was respectful of him. Um, there's a, there have been accounts of her actually there were at one point, it, it wasn't all the way down, but she had fallen down like two or three steps and had claimed that Robert maybe tripped her or, or something like that. And there was just weird things. So she had a tenuous relationship with him, um, kind of kept him in that room and actually uh, gave him his own little teddy bear, a stuffed animal that you yep. can see in some of the photos and stuff. Um, and this seemed to, uh, Robert seemed to really like the stuffed animal and uh, it sort of helped their relationship. And, you know, she kept her distance and he kind of kept her, he kept his distance. But, you know, weird things would happen, the footsteps, the stuff like that, but nothing malicious, malevolent. She wasn't getting hurt anymore or anything like that. And um, she uh, she would live there for the next 20 years. Um, and then finally, uh, yeah, and, and then for the next 20 years and then when she went to move as she's getting older and everything she decided to um she donates it to the fort east martello museum in key west and not much more here but you know she donates him um she moves to her new home and three months after the donation dies some say under under suspicious circumstances i couldn't find the actual uh cause of death some said it was kind of strange or something, but dies three months after, um, yeah, after donating to the museum. And that kind of brings us to the museum, so. All right, 
so um so after he was donated in 1994 um to the museum he was set in a glass case and it said that he might actually still kind of taunt people that come in contact with him um he spends really his a whole life in that museum now uh with a few exceptions one of which is in october sorry in october he spends uh the month in the old post office and custom house which is my understanding also uh in key west so not super far away but um so he does get a little little break from being there uh when visitors are asked about their experience with robert they say some of them claim to see his facial expression change which I'm going to touch on that for a minute because if you if you Google Robert and you look at pictures of him and um, I full disclosure that it is it is said that if you view a picture of Robert it's possible that it could lead to some bad luck so just don't blame us if that does happen apologize take it however you want but when you do look at pictures of him you'll see that there's not a lot of detail on his face. He has eyes and then a bump where the nose is and then like a slight indentation where a mouth would be, but really not a lot to not a lot of detail. So to show any expression, really that gives it a whole new level of eerie. It's a whole different it's a whole new ball game when it doesn't have much of a face and it's making you feel like it's making faces at you. Um when you visit the museum, uh, you're actually urged to try and take pictures of Robert, but it is suggested very heavily that you ask his permission. It is said that he, if he doesn't want his picture taken, that the cameras will malfunction, the pictures will not come out, um, and any cameras that do mal malfunction or lose battery or lose power seem to be fine as soon as they're not near Robert anymore. So, now, um. Yeah. One, I just wanted to throw this in here because, like, I find this fascinating. One account that I I, I saw um, about the uh, the camera, one guy he didn't ask to take the photo, um, and and took took two photos of Robert, but and didn't ask when he went to develop the film or whatever. It was ever the whole reel or whatever, however, was all different all Robert pictures of him making different faces just in each one. It was like the whole film had developed, even though he only took two, it was, yeah, making different faces at him. So. I just got a chill right up my back, like right up it. That is, that's scary. That's so eerie. Um, yeah, no, I have goosebumps. I'm just, I'm a big goosebump <laughs> right now. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, so obviously there are different malfunctions that happen with the cameras and stuff like that. So if you do go ask his permission and be polite, be respectful, thank him, say please, you know, use all the manners your mom taught you or your dad taught you or your grandmother taught you, whoever taught you, whoever taught you manners, use them and be polite and be, you know, it, treat him with a level of respect that you would want to be treated with and you know I, I don't want someone taking pictures of me it's uncomfortable and it's awkward so i would like to be asked so it's you know use the same respect for him he also does not like to be called an it he likes to be called him or robert or he or however um so it, it's also said that visitors can feel him looking at him at them and that slight movements can be noticed in his cage it's i haven't seen that anybody actually sees him move but i have seen a lot of that he's in different positions in the cage his hands in a different position his, um some say that his head can be cocked to a different side his hand can be in a different position his legs will move um he does have a little stuffed animal and that can be in different places um so robert's keeping it interesting he's really just kind of keeping these staff and the visitors on their toes so as i said robert obviously spends most of his life in the museum in that case, but there has been a, a very few times that he has got to take a break from Key West. Uh, he did go to TAPSCon in 2008, 
and um, he was on an episode of Zach Baggins Haunted Museum um, for the Travel Channel. Uh, a lot of times since since the Robert story has come out, um, he's been paid tribute to in a lot of different ways. There's actually a whole series of Robert movies. It's um, Robert in 2015, and it actually has four sequels. It has Curse of Robert the Doll, The Toymaker, Revenge of Robert the Doll, and then Robert Reborn. I will say that if you're going to go and watch them, they're not super scary, but they're very campy. And they are a fun watch. And he does not look like the actual Robert, much like Annabelle does not look like the actual Annabelle. They took liberties. And actually, in the movie, he looks very similar to Annabelle in the way his face is created and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a replica of Robert was actually in an episode of Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. And he has been featured in numerous podcasts. So he's been talked about a lot. A lot of tributes been paid. And um, it pro- it's just such a great story. And I really think that's a large part of the reason we had to do it too. It's, it's, it's just such a cool conversation to have. And there's, and there's so much like it, we, we've already come out and told you the facts, but I, I know, I know there's still so much more to come. So and there's and there's even more out there too it's like yeah no this is this like i said this is one of my favorites and just it's like so much weird stuff like like we kind of talked about the pictures and either it not coming out or him being on the whole role and different making different faces but people also have claimed after you know supposedly disrespecting robert in different ways come into financial ruin or get into car accidents or um just all sorts of just bad things happening you can actually like even if you do google search you can find a lot or even if you go on social medias there's uh i know there's i there used to be a hat i think there still is like sorry robert is a hashtag there's a bunch of different robert hashtags on twitter Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that so there's a lot of info out there and you know a lot of people claiming that you know really bad things happened to them after disrespecting robert another story i'd heard is actually by one of the like i think she was like a curator or something at the museum and uh you know after hours one night you know kind of doing it because they they clean robert's case i think once a year they said they take him out and you know inspect him because you know it, it is old, it's over 100 years old make sure it's not coming apart and everything like that but one night she was in there they're cleaning and everything and then um all you know all the lights are off at this point you're getting ready to you know get her stuff together and take off all of a sudden all the lights in the building come on at once which was supposedly impossible because it was like there was there was a bunch of different ranges in the in the building it's like you couldn't you would need i think they said like five or six different people to get them going at all at the same time because of where where the all located and everything it wasn't like you could just go to one main breaker and turn everything on it was like you had to be at different areas and, and then some weird noises happened and this worker ran out of the building didn't even lock it and ran home even though she had a bike locked up outside the building didn't even unlock her bike just out of the building ran all the way home and left her bike and, re- and returned the next morning and she was so freaked out by it um so there's a lot of stories out there again like shay said if you're gonna do anything with robert ask for uh, treat him with respect ask for um you know ask for permission you know people uh, send them letters every year they they're the they were talking about how many letters he gets like a day it's kind of crazy they actually have, uh, uh like running out of room for all these things but and some of the curators will actually answer them people will actually send them gifts and they were even talking about people actually send him weed so <laughs> like people send him weed nice all um, right well cool but uh i yeah, I thought so too. Um, suppose he likes gifts, you know, stuff like that, toys, stuffed animals, stuff like that. Um, so just be careful around him. Like I said, I thanked him at the beginning of this episode just because uh, this one, it's like I, I, I always say I'm a skeptic, and you know, I want, I want that definitive proof. This is one of those ones that gets me. It, it got me when I, when I first researched it. So I feel like you have 
some personal experience, possibly from an episode of a different podcast, car and heat and all that other stuff. But if you don't want to talk yeah. about it, obviously we'll cut this out. Oh, no, but... I'm glad you brought it up because I, I hadn't thought about that. That's right. So we had done, you know, a, a different podcast, God, what, a year ago or something. And yeah. I had stumbled across Robert and, and we did an episode on um we did an episode on robert and you know i i didn't disrespect robert one of the people on the episode did one of it was being antagonistic but i didn't but i didn't specifically thank robert or anything like that and i'll tell you the week after that episode some really strange things happened it was the heat went out in my house right and then it was three things. I'm trying to think. Do you remember what they were? It was your heat, something with your car. Like, I don't remember if it was a, a battery thing or but something with your car. Like, it wouldn't start or something. And then I think you got, didn't you end up getting a little sick? And then I got a little sick. And then I had something go on with my car. It was I like just all within a week. It was so weird. Yeah. And so God, um, I'm going to have to double check exactly, but that sounds right to me. That, that sounds like it was happened. It was, it was, I know, I know the heat went out in my house because that became a big issue and it was winter or, you know, and it was like, oh God, the heat, heat's completely out. Uh, I can't remember. It might've been the battery because I know, I, I know I had battery issues called, you know, a little while back. I don't remember. Um, and, uh, the sick that that sounds about right to me but it was weird because and then you, you like you said you you had two things and the one person that antagonized robert yeah. had nothing happen to him had nothing i had weird. something happen at work too i think and i can't remember what it was but i know something big happened at work and i just can't remember yeah i'll um i'll try to find that episode another time and we'll give you guys and uh listeners an update i'm glad you brought that because i had forgotten about that like it was just like Boom, 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 right after three things. And it was, um, yeah. So, yeah, Robert, guys, check him out. Google him. It's check out those movies too. It, like she said, it doesn't look like him, but they're, I, I enjoy them. If you like horror, don't go in thinking, don't go in expecting Dawn with the Wind or Casablanca. You know, don't expect <laughs> that. Don't expect that. It's it's just a, a fun, campy romp of a movie. So yep. the acting is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely at the very least the movie is gonna put a smile on your face because it is. Yeah, it's go into it expecting to be amused, and you will be a hundred percent all all the way. Um, so I feel like I have some Robert thoughts that I want to see if you line up with me. Cool. So for one thing that I found really weird first, and I, and I checked my dates just to make sure that I was right. Um, so the Steve company or the Steve company um, that Robert possibly came from mm -hmm. in 1904, when Robert supposedly came from that company and I, and I don't doubt he did. Um, the teddy bear was actually a really big toy and the safe company absolutely was part of that. And they were manufacturing and shipping thousands and thousands and thousands of teddy bears. Do you, do you know why teddy bears in 1904? No. Oh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yes. No. Oh yes. No, okay. It is. Yep. Okay. Um, so I don't, I don't fully understand the story behind it. So I'll have to uh, do a little more research, but um, basically, uh, Teddy Roosevelt ended up using what became known as the teddy bear as part of his campaign because he was given the opportunity to shoot an injured elderly captive bear as a hunting trophy. And he didn't, which good. You shouldn't. That's awful. Yeah. Um, I, okay. that, that took a better turn than I thought it was. I got, I got yes. all discouraged. Well, that was a good no. turn. It's, I honestly, I don't know that I would have said it if it ended <laughs> the way that when I started reading it, I thought it was going to go, but it didn't. So it's, it's funny to me that 
his grandfather would be in Germany in 1904 and be near this this toy company and buy Robert and not not one of the teddy bears or not one of the they they sell they sold so many different toys and and Robert is not I feel <laughs> like looking at him something you would pick for a young child and and it's he was he's a great window model like you said almost like a mannequin and he's yeah. very good for that um and i can almost see why he might like his stuffed animal if that's something that's that kind of came with him it comes from a toy store toy store and he was posed with stuffed animals maybe that's part of that like but um it's so funny to me that the, the grandfather would come home with him and not and not one of the teddy bears, which at that time was it's was so prominent and so big, unless yeah. it had a purpose. Yeah, so like if it's like the it toy, you know, because every year there's like an it toy now that we know. So that's really interesting because I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point. Because yeah, why, why you know, if that's the hot toy, why are you buying Robert the doll, which by all accounts was a window model anyway, was a window display anyway, and He's a young boy. You would think a young boy would rather have a teddy bear than a doll. That's a great yeah. point. I never even thought of that. Put that two two together. That's that's a really good point. So let me take that a little bit further then, because I I feel like I feel like this is going to be one of those things where you're either going to be like, oh my gosh, or you're going to be like, eh, you're nuts, and that's fine. Whichever way you go with it, I want to hear it. Okay. Um. So <sighs> Germany. 1904, like that, especially that era in, in kind of setting myself there and really kind of giving it some thought and the claims behind Robert, the, the movement, the malicious activity, the kind of abusive activity in some cases and, and whatnot, um, feels a lot like obviously in an unwelcome spirit that might be of a less than nice nature now to I, I can't really put my finger on why he would have come home without a teddy bear and came home with robert again like i said unless there was a purpose behind why do you know what a dybbuk is i do yes a dybbuk okay. and a yeah so a dybbuk is a um uh, in jewish uh, mythology there we go thank you um it is an it is an evil spirit that, uh, when captured, is held within a vessel so it can't continuously cause problems. Hence, a dybbuk box. Um, I feel like it it stands to reason that it, it doesn't have to be a box. And if if you think of all of the things that we know to possibly be true about different spirits is if you offer them a vessel and they take it, that that is now the thing they act out of much like a divic box would be. And without closer examination of Robert's core, we don't know if there's anything written in there. We don't know if there's anything carved in. We know that he's uh, likely stuffed with sawdust or, um, or like straw almost, but the way, he acts in the way and just the time and the location and everything feels very dybbuk to me and that's that's really interesting and, and first of all i don't think i don't think that's great i think that's actually you might be onto something here for real because like you said it's, it's, most of the time with dybbuks we associate a box but it doesn't have to be a box it's like you know because or even those boxes you know differ from you know just their types like i've heard about the one that um, the big box that Post Malone had bought and sold sense because he got in a bad car accident afterwards was almost like an arm lock, you know, it mm -hmm. wasn't just like a, a just a box. So yeah, it would stand to reason that it doesn't have to be just a box. So I, I, I can definitely go there. And then when you think about some of the weird accounts, especially in more recent times of people, you know, visiting the museum and not asking for permission and stuff, it's like you've heard about car accidents, guys breaking their legs. I, I heard about a ski accident. I heard about a parasailing accident. Um, I heard about uh, um, a base jumping accident. 
uh, with the, you know, where, and they're not dying, but they're getting hurt or injured or bad stuff's happening, um, which goes right along the lines with the dip egg, like, you know, like Post Malone, he, he's, and he claims it, and you can, he, he's not shy about talking about this dip thought, you know, that he got in a really bad car accident and could have died, and, um, so he had bought it off like eBay for like 25 or 50 grand or something like that. Um, so I'm there with you. I, that I can, I could definitely, that's, uh, I could definitely see that. Um, I, and honestly, I like that a little bit better than the whole Bahamian voodoo sort of thing, yeah. because part of that, part of that whole story seems kind of racist to me anyway. It does. A little bit, you know, yeah. It's, well, so I think you're referring to I think it's a uh, Obeha or a, uh, O-B-E-A-H, I think is 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 actually the um that voodoo and it was actually outlawed and punishable because it was um they were scared that it was gonna um aid in a slavery uprising so they actually outlawed it and it's and it and it is it's awful and I can't you know so I I'm 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 with you. I I feel like it's I'm I'm of the hope that it's in this direction. Obviously, um, I, I really like that. That I love it when you do that, Shai, where you just you tie it into something that I haven't thought about, but it's so seamless. I love that. It's like done that. Yeah, I mean you do it all the time, but it's just like it's, it's well, something I hadn't thought of. So I I actually have one more, and I and I almost feel. I'm torn between feeling like it can be connected to the Dybbuk and feeling like it could actually just be another whole explanation. So do you know, um, do you know what a death doll is? Not really. So what, why don't you tell us? So a, a death doll in, I apologize if I'm missing any details. I, I, you know, it's, it's a little, before my time and it's not really something uh that has a ton of information that's super specific so i'm, I'm gonna try my best to um explain this and anybody who wants to email or or message us in any way uh to give us more correct information i would love it so please um but a death doll a lot of times will be a doll made in the likeness of a child who has passed and it will have in some way uh hair or teeth or ashes or whatnot of the child and it's usually given to the parents of that child um and the way the way i believe sometimes the uh inhabiting of certain things works is is a connection and you're going to have a connection to part of your body part of your hair part of who you are so i feel like that that really could lead to a haunting and of an item like a doll and the other thing that i can't help but like kind of really think about is if, if you look at robert robert has eyes your typical mannequin even back then didn't have eyes it, it, so like a display mannequin would be look look like a featureless doll and robert has eyes he doesn't have much other feature but if you go back, especially to the early 1900s, and, and you think about a death mask, a death mask is typically a, a plaster or um, clay even, it depends on the region, it depends on the time, uh, but a, a cast almost of a deceased person's face. And a lot of times, especially if it's just plaster or whatnot like that it won't have nearly as much detail as their actual face and and anytime i see robert's face the first thing i think is death mask and sometimes not every time but sometimes it um life will be given to the eyes just i, I don't know if it's for good measure or for comfort or or whatnot but it's it it kind of feels like that would almost explain explain why he has little to no feature. So I don't know if it's maybe somehow all connected or just its own separate thing, but like that's that's the vibe I get. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um 
like I said, I'm, I'm not super familiar. I know like death mass a little bit, you know? Um, so that's, that's super interesting. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to me, actually. It makes a lot of sense because his, uh, the face is bizarre, you know, it is a, a, so, yeah. and, uh, it, it's in, it's like, you've, 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 you've hit on, a, um, you know, devoid of, you know, distinctive features and stuff, but then people talk about it. So yeah, no, that's super interesting. And, um, I like it. It makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So again, like I said, I love it when you do, when you tie these things in, cause you always, Make me think of something that I hadn't, I, I hadn't kind of thought about. I have a tendency on these things sometimes to be a little too linear in my my thinking. So it's really appreciated when you kind of you come in and it's just like, holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's you know that's I hadn't thought of that, but it's uh, yeah, and that's what's fun about these talks too, these yeah. paranormal talks, because it's like there's there's so there's so oh just so much so many different ways you can go with things and and yeah. stuff so it's no it's, no, I love it's it. this unexpected banter that makes that makes why we're doing this so much fun like so true because it's it's it, we're both like so passionate about it and we we love learning about that stuff and anything new any any new link any new little anything is just it's so freaking cool and to have someone as equally matched in interest as i am even my crazy ass ideas and sometimes your own crazy ass ideas it's it's awesome because they they we're both open-minded enough to know that it makes sense yeah exactly perfectly put perfectly put and uh yeah you're absolutely right it's uh god i mean yeah i love this stuff <laughs> so. Awesome. All right. So, um, anything else we want to hit on before we let let the viewers go this week? No, I I can't I can't think of anything. I think we've really touched on everything. So, guys, if you're interested, check them out, but be respectful. Make sure you be respectful. I'd like to thank Robert again for allowing us to do this. Uh, this thank you, Robert. Video. Um, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope we. I hope you're not upset by anything we did because we tried to be as respectful as possible here. So, but anyways, that's all we got for you guys uh, this week. So thanks for listening or watching and. Be sure to check us out next week when we set up camp in Iowa. So, thanks, guys. Bye. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod. No spaces. Or on Twitter, Scare Your Pants Off Podcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail. See you next time.